Hey, yeah, you. Do you want to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Try Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast ever. So even if you have zero podcasting experience, Anchor makes the process simple so you can focus on your content. It is an audio host website that makes recording, editing, and storing your audio easy. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to other sites such as Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and other major audio platforms. With a clean user interface and design, Anchor gives you the tools you need to get your voice heard around the world. Give Anchor a try. Tell them the K2B Podcast sent you. Welcome, and join us as we do life as men, tackling relevant topics unfiltered, keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTV Podcast. Welcome to the KTV Podcast. I'm your host, Ernie, my man, Red, man in the side, Mike. What's going on, people? And we are here with our good friend and brother, in Christ, my man David deployed out in Romania. Say what's up, man. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? And, yes, uh, sir. So no. right off, right off the back, let me just let me just get into this real quick. So this is actually the second take that we've done of this episode because somehow you know, I, and I take full responsibility, but the the recording got completely flubbed and it doubled over. And it was completely useless. So this is a second take. So we've talked about this before. This actually should be better than the first take because we're a little bit, you know, we're a little bit more comfortable. We know exactly what we're going to talk about. David is kind of, you know, uh, you know, gotten, <laughs> we've gotten past the awkwardness. He knows what to expect. So. I'm sorry, he guys. He stopped playing with his hair. You know, so <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's the main thing. I, I put my hat on to loosen the nerves a little and bit. So I just wanted to apologize because this I'm the reason why the episode didn't release this past Monday, and we had to skip a week. So I just wanted to get that out of the way and clear the air. I take responsibility. It's all good. Look, we forgive I, you. I'm pretty sure that the audience forgives you, man. All right, Anytime yeah. seven, right? I hope so, man. That's right. I really that's do. That's right. That's right. All right. So our so this podcast is first time that we're doing video and audio in one shot. Right. Right. And uh, we're doing a uh, Skype call combination type sort of collabo thing going on here, you know. And so it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. It's going to be definitely different. We're going to go ahead and post up some pictures on the gram, you know, showing this. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to upload it on YouTube, Twitch. I don't uh, know. YouTube, YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm. On YouTube. Gotcha. All right. So the uh, topic that we're going to cover today is uh, transitioning veterans. And that's the title of this podcast is uh, all of our veterans out there um, showing you guys some love. If, if you're out there, if you're listening, don't know where you're at in your military career or if you've already transitioned out and you're still having trouble finding a job. And so I've I've been out of the service since 2012, and I've transitioned into many different positions and worked my way up to where I am now. And so I have uh, 
I'm not saying that I'm a guru, but I do have a good amount of experience in resume prep, in uh, networking events, in um, build, building up more than one resume. And I've been able to assist others towards where others look look for me sometimes. You help me. Get my input. You help me help transition. Fred. Yeah, he, yeah, he's helping me out too. And uh, so our, Mr. our, our brother David here. here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Just doing what I can to help, man. That's it. It's the gift I mean, that look, keeps on. Look how formal he looks right now, man. He got the uh, he got the shirt. Like, I should have. I feel underdressed, man. I'm wearing the the navy hoodie. I, I feel underdressed right now. Hat turned back. He's, uh, it's because yeah, I just he's got done with a job interview. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Dress for no, the job that you right. want, not the one you have. Salvadorian Ooh, Steve Jobs over that's there. Right. Dude. That's right. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? Let's go ahead and uh, and introduce our, our brother, David. David, tell us about yourself, man. Uh, so been in currently in Romania, been on deployment since September. Um, yeah, been in the Navy seven years. It's been it was seven years this past June 2020. So seven and a half um, planning on getting out or in the process of getting out December 2021. And uh, just getting my getting resumes out there, doing going through a program right now, or trying to get an, into a program called SkillBridge, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But uh, it's a really good program that's for veterans that not many people know about in the military to begin with, Army, Navy, Air Force, regardless. Um, it's very underutilized, and it's probably the most robust. Mm. Um, so that's the one I've been trying to get into, and. Uh, amongst other uh, veterans programs out there are transitioning veterans programs that are out there on the market on LinkedIn and stuff. Um, just free advice. If uh, veterans transitioning within a year or two, highly suggest getting a LinkedIn because like most of the hit ups, most of the link ups that I've been getting and emails and phone calls are all because I've added some technical recruiter from a, from a, company I liked and I hit them up and then I give them my resume and then they're pretty much like, Hey, tell me about yourself. And then it's not, I'm not saying it's easy, but, um, if you put in the effort and you make your job trying to transition, well, you, you will, you will do fine. So, yeah. um, but yeah, that's a get off topic, but yeah, I've been in Navy seven and a half years and, and going strong and can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, man. man. That's right. And so what's what's your rate for the record? Oh, uh, I'm a CTT, which is pretty much just uh, I do a collection on foreign non-communications. Um, that's like the Navy job title. Um, so basically just radars, signals analysis, uh, um, radar technician, radar. I'm not going to say engineering, but uh, as close as you can get to without a degree. But um, as far as the theory of radar goes, I, I, that's what I do. Um, knowing how a signal works, knowing why a radar is good or bad. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. All right. Now let me ask you this next question. Why are you choosing to get out? Uh, the main reason, uh, there's two reasons. Um, I would say they're equal. Uh, one is because I need to get out for my son, uh, I want to going through a bit of a family situation and just want to be here more for him and, and have a better chance at having a better life with him. Uh, not necessarily thinking about 
just a career, but I do see how much a child val is needing a father's uh, take on life and mentorship and 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 uh, and raising a, a son is pretty is pretty important as a father. So right. I want to be there as much as I can for him. So like no travel, no more deployments, and also uh, I've grown to have Norfolk be home uh, with friends and and extended family, uh, extended family and, uh, and just the church being in the church since November 20, since November of 2019, since my son's been born. Yeah. So in November 2019, so a year and some change and, uh, it's going good and I love it and people are great and I feel like that's, this is home and I need to do what I can to stay in Norfolk. So Right. So, so your boy is a little bit over a year, right? Yeah, he's a year and a half. He was born in October, and he turned one when I was on deployment. And uh, he's he's getting big, and I just need to. Even though um, some of my coworkers say, "Well, he's still young. He's not gonna know anything," but I don't know. I just don't want to miss. Like he's small. He's getting big so fast, and I feel like when I left him, he was still so small. Mm-hmm. And now, just six months later, I'm seeing him. He's talking. He's saying oh, yeah. one. I'm like, man, I missed six months of his life, you know, and, and I, and I talked to my coworkers. I'm like, dude, I had no idea how you do this for 20 yeah. years. You know what? It, it's funny you bring that up because, uh, well, one, hold on, let me, are you, I think you may be frozen. I think you're, is your, is it frozen to you, Ernie? It is frozen. It is frozen. I was going to say, you're either really no. good at like, like puppetry and you're just like throwing your voice or something <laughs> or, or you're, but you can the, hear me, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. Fine. You. That's fine. We okay. So you can take your shirt yeah, off think, right now. Nobody it, would know. You'd be all right. <laughs> I think it's just my internet. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. That's expected. But, um, yeah. you know, like, like you were saying though, uh, my family was a huge, like determining factor for me getting out, you know, because you go on these deployments, you know, six, seven months or whatever. You come back from deployment, you've missed anniversaries, you've missed uh, first words, you've missed first steps, you've missed birthdays, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's it's so much. And, and you don't realize that's the sacrifice that you have to make until you're actually put in that situation, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand the sacrifice that the military makes in being away from their family and their loved ones. And so that there for me was a huge reason why I separated I got tired of making that sacrifice. You know, I, I love the military. You know, uh, I could have done 20 years if I was single, maybe. But when you when you add the family into the picture, it just adds a whole nother dynamic to the yeah. to the puzzle. You and, know? and most definitely if I was single, there no doubt in my mind I would stay in because like why I get out? You know what I mean? Like there's nothing it's not attached to anything. Yeah, it's a sick deal. Like I'm not I'm not like uh, I'm not lazy by any means, but like. You can do pretty much nothing and, and you get paid close to 70 G's a year. You can't, you can't, you can't put out all the military secrets over the internet, right? We, yeah, we, work, never we work hard. Yeah, we work hard. No, all the time. No, it's, and, and the thing is, like, don't get me wrong. Like, choose – I firmly believe if you plan on joining the military, choose your age, choose your fate. Like, it, whether so mil- Army, Marines, Air Force, whatever. But if, if, you, want a, if you want a job, do not – settle for anything less like if you have a job in mind whether it's anything really in the military like don't let the recruiter tell you like well we got this and you can change in boot camp whatever but um anyway yeah like it's it's uh my my, i'm not gonna lie my job's pretty 
pretty yeah. relaxed. So that's it's one benefit not... of getting a good score on the ASVAB. And I tell everybody uh, that's thinking about going in, I'm like, hey, look here, study, you know, get the ASVAB for dummies book, do what you got to do to make sure you get a good score and good line scores to get the job that you want. Don't let them just hand you a job because the next thing you know, you'll be painting boats and blowing whistles, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's you true. Have a high, yeah. It's, but every, I've never been on a ship. The floating vessels I were on were, were submarines, but even right. then I'm not a real submariner, but these, like these guys work hard and, and these guys make the real sacrifices. So like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, it's I, I'd look at some of my coworkers who work a lot harder than I am and I'm like, I have no idea how for twenty years you just you slug being away from your kids and, and even if they're when they're divorced and a lot of them are and mm-hmm. like how they even handle like I was uh, talking to a buddy of mine and he hasn't seen his kids in years and I'm like, dude, I would be oh, man. going insane, dude. Like and so I was like, Yeah, props to you, man. I can't <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, so that's one of the things, right? With uh, we we say we sacrifice and we're providing, but really the ones who are paying for that sacrifice that we say we're 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 doing is the family, and yeah, yeah. that and you know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, you really don't realize how they were the ones paying for it, or it mm-hmm. affected them um, more than what any of the hardship that you may have spent out to sea or deployed or whatnot because when you try to connect with them or you have to try to connect back with them and they're not wanting to have anything to do with you you know or it may be that much harder to connect with them then you really see like man i guess me being away does make a difference you know and so that's a lot of that's a lot of the uh, struggles that 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 some that are transitioning out may may have you know some that are transitioning out did the full 20 Mm-hmm. And they're getting out because they're retired, right? So that means that 20 years of their life, they they sacrificed and their family paid for it. And now they're having to transition out into something that is a whole new world where you may have to start at the bottom, right? Or there is a learning curve for whatever the job that you're going for. And so uh, the main reason why I wanted to focus on this is to pretty much give a little bit of an encouragement that it's okay, that that's something that everyone goes through. And and that's something, especially if you're transitioning into a military town, that's something that a lot of employers, that a lot of the hiring managers or managers that are veterans already know, you know? And so it's, it's not anything that you have to carry, woe is me, I did this, my family's mm-hmm. all, like, no, 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 don't be discouraged, be encouraged that there is a place out there for veterans right and so uh the, one one of the reasons on why you're you, you're getting out that's admirable man you know to mm-hmm. be, be able to get be, because that's going to be an, a, a question um that i've ran into in, in interviewing for different positions that are I asked during the yep. interview panel where it's like why did you leave your last job well my last job was the navy right and so if if you're asked why did you leave your last job and your immediate answer would be uh, well because of family you know and uh that right there you just gave them insight into what's dear to you you know and so now you you put yourself in a position of hey this is what i want rather than if i'm going to a job interview i'm essentially going to to market myself for you and let you know what i can mm-hmm. do for you because mm-hmm. me as an employer, me as a manager, I don't want to hear about what struggles you got going on in your personal life. I want to be able to see what skills you could bring to the table, how you could better assist my team, and how you can be an asset rather than a hindrance. 
Right. Right. And so these are some of the things, the mindsets that we need to be taken into consideration whenever we do, whenever we are transitioning out. That can be real, re, uh, realistic to us. But if you put yourself on the employer standpoint, would you want somebody like if you hire somebody to do a job at your house? Right. To, to, to do a remodeling. Do you really want to want to hear for 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 15 minutes about how they have all sorts of medical problems or their kids have this <laughs> going on and they and you won't be able to make it to this for whatever reason, uh, you know, and oh, I won't be here on Thursday because I got this going on. I don't want to hear that. I hired you to do a job. <laughs> right. Right. And so yeah. put yourself in that in that scenario where it's like, hey, OK, let me. And that's why it's important to have these types of conversations because it it makes us re-engage on all right there's a different mode that i got to tap into now in order to make myself marketable because sure it's a military town well any town if you go to you're going to have a competition that's going to be eagerly as aggressive to want to get that position so what can you do as a transition veteran to highlight yourself and make yourself more marketable, especially in in, Nor- in the surrounding area that we're in, like it's crazy. And it's even if, in, if, you, if you go that, or even if you go even further up, like closer to DC, and it's even more uh, c- competitive because you got not only military, but you got very professional people in the metro area, and like very like not only government officials, but like. Uh, distinguished college graduates they immediately go into government service not only just because of uh experience and government willing to take a lot of college graduates that don't have a lot of experience but the opportunities government work gives as far as uh not power but uh authority and position and uh, the ability to move up you know so it's definitely very competitive for veterans in this in I would say the main, co- the two big coasts. There's a lot of competition. The West, the big uh, San Diego and and Virginia, and the East Coast being very competitive. So, yeah, it's up to us as veterans to be able to market ourselves and to be able to have skills. Because um, I was talking to a buddy of mine actually recently. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but um, he was telling me how skills are becoming more of a rarity nowadays. Um, as so he he's he works for an agency and he was hiring a mass a phd in um in international relations and 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 policy and poli sci and like computer science so genius of a guy right by credentials and right. uh he asked him to do a simple command in in a computer system in linux and he didn't know how to do it he's like so how what are these people teaching you at such and such university with a PhD and you can't even do a simple grep or a simple search command in the system or whatever. And he's like, and that's the problem is a lot where people, companies want skills, like not just college degrees and not just saying you have a check in the box degree, but it can you produce something that we would want. And that's why a lot of the whole, uh, not fad, but um, the hype nowadays around not having a college degree and having skills like um, just, to name an example, like I saw like very ample computer skills, like very good computer skills, coding skills. So like people, people want skills now more than just a degree. Cause there's the whole, the concept of I have a degree is getting kind of uh, pushed to the wayside because not only is college more um, college is more not uh, accessible and it's getting, especially with the way we're going and, right. and 
some schools, but like people are thinking about making college free. And so now college degrees are going to be less and less yeah, be devalued. Um, yeah. Less and less valuable. Devalued. And now college, college degrees, depending on what degree you have are going to be a lot devalued. So like, unless you're a STEM major now pretty much, or, um, a, a heavy math major. So like anything like finance, actuary, anything in math or STEM, it's going to be very hard for you to to find your niche and like psychology majors they're looking at may like at least a master's or maybe even a phd to to start at some kind of capable living you know yeah and so because i know a lot of not no disrespect to psychology majors but it's it's to 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 be blunt it's hard it's harder than most high level stem majors are willing to you know what i mean so right and um well coming coming from that angle i also think like the the, ma- the military has a bit of a um an advantage in that area mm-hmm. when it comes to you know having that experience because the whole time you're you're in the military that's that's you know however many years you did in the military that's 8 years of experience so me getting out of the military having worked in aviation electronics, I got out of the Navy with eight years of experience on my resume. You know what I mean? Versus the the kid that went to college for, you know, electronics or whatnot for an electronics degree, he's going to have a lot harder of a time getting his foot in the door because, you know, he doesn't have that experience, which a lot of employers are looking for. And in having both, you're a double threat. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you separate out of the military and then you go to college, and then you got two things on your side if you get your degree. So I know Ernie can uh, elaborate on that because that's the route that that he took as well. Yeah, I went ahead and, and dove into college after after getting out of the Navy. And um, has it helped me much? It it helped me a little bit. I wouldn't say much. I think the more the more experience that I had uh, working on different jobs and putting hands on and dealing with people, mm-hmm. learning how different uh, companies operate, I think that that to me was a lot more beneficial when brought to the table. And this is why. Because whenever you go for a job interview or whenever you go to a networking event, let's say a hiring event, which is um, a booth filled uh, or a a uh, a uh, center filled with a whole bunch of different booths and a whole bunch of different um, companies there waiting to see and talk to people. A lot of job recruiters there, they ask you engage in small talk, mm-hmm. right? And when you engage in small talk, and this is why the, one of the skills that people should tap into or at least practice is getting out to these networking events yeah. to get your, your feet wet and just shake off those nerves because there's always going to be some sort of nervousness that comes with man, I have to go and talk to strangers and tell them, you know, what I can do, what I can offer. Mm-hmm. You you don't know how to do that up until you actually do it. It's one of those mm-hmm. things that it's, yeah. it's, it's, if you don't get out there and do it, then I wouldn't say almost like a perishable trait, mm-hmm. but the more practice, the better you, that you get at it for sure. Yeah, that's true. I know that 100%. And so, one of the the things that that uh, that you can bring to the table or that's asked is, oh, okay, well, what do you do, right? It's it's the the five minute elevator pitch, right? Which mm. is okay. What's your story, right? And so I noticed that in a lot of these networking events, that I'll be asked that question, and that's them giving me that open door of, hey, snapshot give me what you can offer right and so it's up to me to be able to engage in that without rambling on without uh speaking a bunch of nonsense without repeating myself but being able to get to the meat of what i bring to the table and asking them 
what are you looking for? Right. And so to see whether now you're giving them the option of being able to elaborate on what exactly they're looking for. Now that they know a little bit of you and what you bring to the table, they might be able to match you up with something or not, you know, and then you could just easily move on. OK, well, thank you for your time, you know, and you move on to the next one. Yeah. So I, I want to dive into what are some what are some interview questions that you can prepare for that you can hmm. that that interviewers that different companies may ask these are questions that can be um applied to any position right Right. what are some off the top of your head raymond if you may remember okay well so just just to say just to put this out there though the whole interviewing process was completely foreign to me 100 percent i had never had i've never had to do an, a real interview like my burger king interview was uh so when so when can you start you know what i mean <laughs> and i was i was uh 17 at the time and then after that i worked for my mom washing cars under the table so i didn't really have an interview i was she was a manager i was her son and so she was like yeah you can wash cars we'll pay you under the table so you know my first experience at doing a job interview was stepping out of the navy and it was terrifying. It was terrifying, man. Uh, I'm talking about the whole process of learning your elevator speech, right? Uh, preparing for for questions that you know, off, you know, just having a response ready for questions. So I'm looking up YouTube videos. I'm looking up uh, videos of what you should wear to an interview. What colors should you avoid? What posture should you sit in? what should you smell like like it's all there's so many different aspects (laughs) there's colors you should avoid yeah there's there's certain colors that you should avoid and i don't know how valid is things change with times you know what i mean off the top of your head what's 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 one color that you should avoid you should avoid red one because that it's it's an aggressive color right uh um it's a power color so you the the person that uh is interviewing you shouldn't feel like you're like challenging them right so i one thing that i heard you shouldn't wear red um i think i don't think you should wear black either is something that i learned you should wear like a charcoal color maybe a a white a a white (laughs) can you walk in there with a white you imagine walking there with a white suit (laughs) they'd be like um uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no don't even. Don't like even Austin, it looked like Austin Powers, dude. Walking there like a, I, I, with an orange you know, suit or a blue suit from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you definitely want to want to stay away from very, very strong yeah. cologne. Oh, right? yeah. You want to yeah, walk in there with like, you know. Right. You, you avoid that. They're chewing gum. You don't want to have. The Axe body sprays. The Axe. Right. So, so this is all the stuff that I had to research getting out, man. And I had to buy a new suit and all that, you know, going there. I even, uh, was it, did I have a, no, I didn't have a, I didn't have a beard yet. <laughs> but I do remember one time I had some facial hair and then uh, uh, a brother was like, yo, shave it all off, man. Shave it all off. And, you know, come to find out, the more research I did, facial hair really doesn't matter. As long as it's well-groomed, well-kempt, and you don't look like a homeless person, right? But you know, whatever, because <laughs> you know, friends. You had an interview today, right? And then I, I think did. I think you look you look really squared away. The hair's done up, all silk and silver. You know what I'm saying? And you got the you got the salt and pepper going on. So there's ways to do it, you know. 
But um, so one question that I, you know, I remember getting was, uh, and one that I think everybody should be prepared for is what is your greatest strengths? What are your greatest weaknesses? weaknesses, What what are your weaknesses, right? And how those two should coincide with each other. And then um, also, what's a problem that you had and how did you overcome it, right? On the job, of course. Mm -hmm. And so all of those are really good ones and they're pretty much standard because I've gotten those questions at every interview I've had since I've been out of the military, you know? And, And separating, dude, it's a culture shock. It's a culture shock, man. And it's hard to actually put into words because a lot of military people, they've encountered those issues right. in like their everyday life in the Navy, you know, and it's just a lot of people, for me especially, it's hard to like, it's kind of like writing your own email, you know, it's like hard to put into words, like, how do I say that I did, like, you could have saved the ship from crashing on land, right? But- you don't know how to say it in the job interview, you know, and you could have marketed, you could have given yourself an extra like $40,000 or something, you know? <laughs> right. And like, Oh, you, you know, but it's, it's hard to explain what you did. And, and it's for me, it's like, that's one of my weaknesses, I guess. It's hard for me to put into words like accomplishments mm-hmm. I did because it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just this, you know, you felt or, like you were doing, just doing your job. It's it's well, hard yeah. to brag on yourself, like it's. I mean, I'm not doing like a subtle brag thing. I'm just my job. I'm not a hero, or whatever. But it's just like, it's hard. It's hard to market yourself if you don't know. If you're not very eloquent, you know. So it's it's. If you don't know how to verbalize it. Yeah. Yeah. Transition some of those military words and lingo and jargon into civilian terms where they it could be understandable. Absolutely, oh, yeah. that's one oh, of the yeah. biggest um, hurdles when transitioning out, right? And so mm-hmm. I've even taken evals before and past evals, and I turned that try to turn that into a resume. One of the first resumes that I ever made was was that, you know, and it was a mock resume where I and I threw it at someone and I said, hey, what do you think about this? And they're like. Okay, well that's pretty good. I changed this. I changed that. I say be open to any changes. Oh, yeah. You always want oh, yeah. want to have three different resumes. One is a general resume that has all of your 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 skills and 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 assets and all of your work experiences. Another one is a focused resume where you focus it, dire- it directly to a certain position that you're applying for. And the a third one is a chronological resume, right? Where you start with your most recent all the way up until the end, right? And and so there's 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 those those three ones that I've used that have come in handy for me. Um, and then now there's the government resume for USA Jobs, which you want to have as much information on there as possible. And yeah, keywords uh, too for for USA yeah. Jobs. Keywords, keywords, especially for USA Jobs, certain positions have words in the in the description. And I just, if some of those things apply to you, then you could literally copy and paste it and put it in one one of the sections, subsections of your resume, as far as your skills and qualifications go. Um, but aside, so one of the questions you touched on, which I was thinking also read, was what are your greatest strengths or weaknesses? Let's talk about that a little bit because. Um, a lot of people can give their strengths, right? But when it comes to the weaknesses, some, something that employers don't want to hear is, I don't have any. <laughs> now you're coming off as like, oh, no, 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 no. or you say, uh, or you oh, say, no. weakness, oh, yeah. that's for peasants. Or you're like, uh, or the one you, you always hear is, uh, yeah, yeah. Or the one they always say is, uh, I never know when to stop working. <laughs> like, or, or uh, they're like, 
I always push myself too hard. I'm like, oh, get out of here, you self-righteous. Oh, I care freak, too you know much. I, mean? I care too much. Yeah, I care too much. I'm like, you know what? That says the opposite. You care too little. <laughs> and, you know, people see right through that crap. The same way we see oh, yeah. through it. I mean, eventually you're going to be in a position where you're interviewing somebody. And then somebody says that, you're going to be like, really, oh, man? <laughs> really, dude? <laughs> So, so one of my go-tos that I, that I think that anybody could probably uh, kind of say, yeah, I guess that's that 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 that's true. Is I don't know when to ask for help, mm. right? That's so, I, so I, it's not it's not me saying, hey, um, I do everything right, you know, but it's me recognizing that I'm pro, I I can make a mistake, mm. and having too much pride within my work ethic to ask somebody for help, right? Yeah. And so. The weakness should always be followed up by a corrective action. Yes. The weakness is, hey, I sometimes don't know how to ask for help. But past failures have taught me a lesson that, you know what, it's better to swallow my pride and ask someone for help and make myself look like a doofus uh, rather than make a mistake again. Right. Right. So I just gave a weakness with the corrective action behind it. I'm that still on that, dude. Of course, yeah, go for it. I mean, anybody that listens to this should should definitely, if it applies, then go for it. Um, let let's see, what's one of the other ones? Uh, uh, one that comes off the top of my head is is Have you ever dealt with someone that you've had a disagreement with mm-hmm. at work, and how did you resolve that issue? Conflict resolution. Yes. There's that question. There's uh, another question that might be, what motivates you? Right. right. And so this can be a tricky one because you can fall back on family and say, well, family motivates me. I want to provide for my family. Yeah, that they don't want to hear that. Or you could direct that towards, I take a lot of pride in in being able to support the you know whatever the company's needs are. And I take pride in being able to have my hand in something, yep. right? And so that might be a motivator. My peers are my motivators, mm-hmm. right? And so you could use that as showing, hey, this guy works. He knows how to work in a team environment. He knows how that workflow is supposed oh, to go. Right. So cool. some of your answers can give the interviewer more insight, positive insight mm-hmm. on who they're talking who to. They're and talking who to. With, right. So at the end of every interview, they always ask if you have any any questions. Always have questions. You should always have a question. You you should never be like, nope, I'm good. Oh, unless you don't want that job. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you don't want yeah, that job, right. then If you're fine. not interested, then okay. Nope, I don't have anything. Thank you for your time, right? right? But you should at least have at the least five questions that you can ask. So so one really good question that I remember that I gave to um one of my interviewers at Joe Kell. I had seven interviews at Joe Kell, by the way. Seven interviews for one job. I'll never forget it. Sweating each Why? time. Dude. I don't wow. – I don't uh, – okay, so – Actually, you know what? You know what? So my question that I asked when when the time came was something relating to why there are seven interviews. So (laughs) he gave me he gave me an answer and and it it gave me insight to why they have seven interviews. So my question was, what is the biggest problem that this company faces? And he was taken aback. He was like, wow. He was like, honestly, the biggest problem that we have is finding good people. That's why we have seven interviews now because we've we've used to do one interview, one or two interviews, and we've been burned in the past. People come in with ulterior motives, 
and we we get burned. You know, we invest into these people and then they leave. Right. Ultimately, I ended up leaving. But that was three years later. <laughs> right. You were but there for a good amount of time. I was there. You for burned them. <laughs> no, I, I, I gave them I gave them three good, no, solid kidding, years. And I actually love the company. But he was kind of taken back by that question. And I think the takeaway from that is always, always have a, a question for them. You should never be like, ah, no, man, I'm good, man. I'm just glad we're done here. You know what I mean? Because then they'll be like, you know, well, you don't want to know anything about us or. About this. what's going on with the division that right. we're hiring for about. Yeah, of course. What's because the future that of lets, the company? Right. So that that lets them know, hey, this guy is asking this question because he wants to know how if we do hire him, how mm -hmm. he can help. Absolutely. Right. It's given that impression so that there's there's a tactical empathy there. Yep. And there's and and with asking questions that have a tactical empathy behind it, you're making yourself look like a stinking superstar, bro. There's no way yep. that they're going to want to pass you up. Mm -hmm. Right. And you may not maybe you may not have that degree. Maybe you need you may not have that certification. Right. right. Maybe you may not even have the skill for the job. But because of who you present yourself to be. That right there alone might be, hey, I could do away with mm -hmm. I, I could teach him what whatever the skill is. I want this kind of person on my team. Right. Right. And so we could as as transition and veterans, we could tap into that, man. We could wholeheartedly, you know, just straight up tap, tap into that. And so and that's no, not that's, even that's, that's not even just information for transitioning veterans. That's just for anybody who wants to get better at interviews, man. Absolutely. Anybody. This this right here applies to, you know, any anyone that's looking for a job. Absolutely. These questions are very general yeah. questions that anyone, any employer may ask and, mm -hmm. and that they should ask. Yeah. And anyone preparing to interview for a position should prepare for at Absolutely. least five questions to ask afterwards. Right. And I don't I don't know if we hit on it, but uh, David, like what, so, like preparing to get out. What what's, mm -hmm. what's your time frame? I don't do we do we cover that? Like how how soon did you start preparing, you know, before oh, you got uh, out? Yeah, my I, motto is I think you should, man, at least a year, at least oh, a yeah, year. A it should year, be a solid year focus. If, the, if you got yeah, that kind sure, of time, if, yeah. If the, a year is when I December of last year is when I was like really focused on like okay, this is what I'm doing. I need to prepare. But honestly, um, I think. If the if the inkling is there and and the thought and the notion is in your mind and you're starting to think about it, you need to. It's better to. Although jobs are not going to look at you a year and a half out at all, or especially content uh, contracting positions because they're usually looking for something like someone right now. Um, they, I would say, I mean, a year and a half out, especially if there's like certifications you want, or if there's a career path you want to take, especially a change in career path. Or uh, talking to civilian, you can start talking to civilian counterparts in your career field um, if you want to stay in that career field. Um, so talking to them, starting to network a little bit here and there, like hey, you know, start start you know start uh, start talking to people. Right. But definitely, if you want to take a career change and knowing what the career change needs to be, you need to start as early as you can. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it's I would say a year and a half two years if you want to be really safe but yeah. i would say a year is when you need to like not only start preparing but definitely know what you want to do yeah and so, not just be like oh well i have six months you know yeah so pretty much when you make that decision that you're you're getting out even if you have Absolutely. even if you have a feeling that you want to get out that's when you should start preparing and um a little bit about like myself and ernie 
we have the same situation and and you as well we we have responsibilities we have people that depend on us for uh for oh, yeah. income i have a wife and, and and four children at the time when i separated wife and three children and so getting out was like i have no i can't fail you know there can't there can't really be a big lapse you know if if i if i can control it control it at all and of course you know sometimes things don't play out the way you want them to but you know some of it is is a plays a big role on how much effort you put into preparing to get out and um for myself man that that was, that was scary and that's something that'll keep you in too that that fear oh, yeah. that fear of separating and you know your family being without or having to send them back home while you get established where you are or you know you sleeping on the couch at your buddy's house while your family separated from you like that's a scary thought that's a really scary thought and that's what that's what was going through my mind and so um i started preparing about a year out and when i when i made the decision of course i went to my pastor and i talked to him and i'm like mm-hmm. hey you know i'm i'm considering getting out you know what's what's your advice on the matter you know I went, I went to a pastor and he's like well raymond consider this you know a very very small percentage of the of uh the united states population is in the military what is that other let's say 99 percent of people doing and when i thought about it from that perspective i'm like you know what you're right you know there are people out there making it what are those people doing and that kind of helped me you know you know put that fear away you know, of getting out because that TRICARE will keep you, that guaranteed paycheck will keep you, the job basic housing allowance, that BAH, that BAS will keep you, that security, yeah. knowing that, because there's a lot of less, like the civilian sector is a lot less forgiving. Like you can, you can skate off in the Navy. They're not going to be like, you're out of the Navy tomorrow. It's not going to happen. You can be late in the Navy. You get chewed out, but they're not going to fire you. You know, just uh, yeah, and, and a real and I, job. You got to get up and show up you, on time. You got to show up on time. You got to. <laughs> you can't have any excuses. So there's so much stuff that goes through your mind getting out. But absolutely, I say about a year out, or even if you, you know, are considering getting out and separating, that's when you should start preparing. Absolutely. No. Nope. Absolutely. No, that was yeah. That's scary. It's definitely scary because I. Uh, when I when I first made when I was it was for sure in December and I didn't really start taking the reins on my on my uh, change in career path or my kind of uh, diversion in career path until December I was like I was thinking back on it like a week ago I was like man if I had started on these certifications that I want like in September how far along could I be and I could have like six right now instead of just three instead of just hopefully three soon I could be double if I had started six months ago when I got here. So, I, I mean, you can beat yourself over the head over it, but like, you got to move on, you know, you got to be like, well, it's fine. I have, I still have nine months, you know, I still, I can be, I can have three more by the time I get out. So I'm, it's not a big deal, but the goal is to obviously have, um, as a transitioning veteran, you want to have your resume ready to go and out there by like the six month mark. Like, oh, yeah. um, obviously you want to have tell them, Hey, I'm, I'm putting more stuff on there. Or as you get an interview or a phone mm-hmm. call, you'd be like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm still pursuing these certifications or this degree. Um, I, I'm, I'm still, I have a plan, you know, but, uh, yes, yeah, uh, you want to have something good to be able to hand to people by like, say if you're say I'm getting on December by July, I want to have a really nice resume with like everything that right. I'm comfortable with getting 
offered a position for. So, um, and the thing is, time goes by fast. So, oh man, uh, you that gotta... <laughs> last year, that last year flies by, man. You're it short, does. You're short time if in, you're man. Working, you're short if you're working time hard, in. it, it I is. Had a, <laughs> I had a no shave chip, man. My last, I never had a no shave chip the entire like seven years prior. But that last year, man, I'm like, man, I'm going to medical, man. I'm getting a no shave chip. And uh, <laughs> and dude, you, you start short timing, man, because you know that that last year, it comes at you really quick, and you better be ready, right? Yeah, that's right. So let me ask you this, man: Have you interviewed already uh, with anyone? So I've been getting a lot of emails, and and I've had a few phone calls with people. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call them interviews. Uh, like I said, I'm using the DoD SkillBridge program, and pretty much what that is is. From your 180 days from your EAOS, um, you still have to qualify, you still have to apply. Um, it's not like a, applying for a job, it's applying for a program, but this, these companies will hire or take on veterans um, unpaid because technically you're still active duty and that's very loosely active duty. Um, the skill bridge program lit pretty much the Navy releases you saying, Hey, you're getting out. We know you're getting out. This is just a way for you to transition easier mm. six months before your EAOS. Wow. And so, um, it's a really, really underutilized program. Um, and so they have a list of these companies. Um, we can link the description, the, we can put the link in the description yeah, we'll put all at the end of this, yeah, that'd be but good. it's, uh, it's pretty much, you go on the website, you choose the location you want and companies on companies, um, you have to qualify for them like everything else. And it's not as easy as you would think it is, but it's definitely, I'm, I'm definitely, it's, I'm trying and I'm getting some hits here and there. And I just was on a phone call a few, uh, maybe an hour or two ago and yeah, it's, it's looking really good. It's not in the location that would be ideal, but, um, I can't like disregard it completely, but, right. uh, it's, it's definitely, it's, I'm keeping in my back pocket um, I'm hoping for a better option in Norfolk. There's a lot of options in Norfolk, but the problem with the Norfolk options is a lot of them are, um, it's very diverse. And a lot of the Norfolk options are mechanical and very leaning to, hey, you want to be a machinist at the shipyard or you want to, it's very, it's depending on your rat, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, I can't, I'm excited. And getting a, I put, I started a LinkedIn I would say, I don't know when I started it. I would say October, November, January is when I got my first cert. So just late, early December is when I got it, when I started it. And I was like, man, I should have started this earlier. Like how far, how much further could I have been, you know? So I've been getting a lot of phone calls and emails, but it's just a lot of, a lot of contracting companies have been hitting me up because I put my resume on clearance jobs too. If you have a clearance, you can go on there. And a lot of contractors have been hitting me up saying if I want to work for six months in Thailand or Bahrain or something. Obviously, I tell them no, but oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, obviously, I don't, I don't want to go on that to one. Thailand for seven months. <laughs> I used yeah. to, but I mean, but like their compensation, they're like, hey, we'll give you $400 a day plus uh, and we'll pay for your room and board and you for six months starting salary a million, like something outrageous. It's like, almost no, like so it seems like a almost seems like a spear phishing yeah. email. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right, right. So, so you haven't had like an actual interview interview yet. Just no. So yet. All, all these oh, questions okay, that you guys right, so, are coming so, up with so, are super valuable. 
Yeah, so I just want to dive dive in here, add a couple of questions that that folks can probably be able to take away from, and uh, you always want to review possible questions and preparing answers that'll that'll give you con- if you prepare, then you'll have confidence, right? So when that mm-hmm. time does does come, and it'll improve mm-hmm. your chances on completing not only a successful uh, interview but leaving a long lasting impression, right? And having right. these things prepared. So some some of the questions I went ahead and looked back at at a couple of notes because. I, I, I've had notes written down. This note is from 2013. Wow. All right. For instance, this note oh, wow. that, that I just pulled up right here and which was a year after I got out. Right. Um, where, where do you want to be five years from now is a question. Uh, why should we be interested in hiring you for this opportunity? Right. Uh, why are you interested in working for a company? What are your three greatest strengths? Three. That's mm-hmm. for three on this one. Mm-hmm. And what are your three greatest weaknesses? Jeez. Right. What is your what is your greatest accomplishment? Right. That, mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if 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 you practice mm-hmm. for given three weaknesses, then that means that you're you're being way more prepared. And if they just that's ask true. for one, and you choose one out of the three that sound the best. Yeah. Right. Then yeah, that's know. that's true. So that's a good one right there. Uh, what is your greatest accomplishment? OK. Uh, what have you liked most about your past positions? What have you disliked most about your past positions? You want to be careful with that one because oh, yeah. you might yourself. You might be careful with what <laughs> you say. I right? hated and, my and, boss. And so, hey, the way the, the way to be able to yeah, if the way that to be able to navigate that is you want to highlight something positive in one of your last positions that you wish you would have had more time with. Mm-hmm. That's how you want to be able to counter. Okay. That. Okay. Right? Um, what have you? Uh, let's see. What do you think? you would like best about this opportunity what type of job would be ideal for you at this point in your career and why why are you interested in changing jobs right we, mm. we talked about that. Mm-hmm. um what does the term success mean to you which class was your favorite least favorite in school i've never been asked that. i've never but, been asked that one that's yeah. um let, let's see what what are the characteristics of your best and worst bosses Mm. Right. And so oh, man, that's a that's a slippery that slope, too. I've heard that one before, but posed in a, in, in a, a different, different form. Way. Right. The, the way that it was posed was, have you ever worked for someone difficult before? And how yeah. did you deal with that? Yeah. Uh, right. Because when you have to work, you, when you work with someone that's difficult, that's different. If you have to work for someone that's difficult, that brings a whole nother dynamic where you're giving me insight on how you deal with difficult people. Mm-hmm. And so, um. Let's see. May I call your previous employers? What would they tell me about you if I were to reach out to them? I've been asked that before. Tell me about a time when you disagreed with what your supervisor asked you to do. Tell me about a time when you encountered conflict in the workplace. Tell me about a time when you had to juggle many time critical tasks at once. I was asked that question today. Oh, wow. All right. This this is a note from 2013. And I was asked that question. So that just goes to show that some of these, although this is an old note, that they're not outdated yeah. tactics. That yeah, I've, I've had that question before people. as well. Yeah. And so Wait, can, let's can see. you say that again? Tell me about a time when you had to juggle many time critical tasks at once. Oh, wow. Describe a major problem you have faced in the work environment and how you handled it. That's, you know, that that right there is a good one. Uh, tell me about a time when uh, a time that a team member of yours was not pulling their own weight. Mm. 
mm-hmm. right? And and so they're they're with that they're asking, okay, what did you do to counter that weight, right? right? Because now more than one person is carrying the weight of somebody that's not pulling their own. So what did you do? Did you do anything at all, or right. did you walk away from the situation? Like, are you a team um, motivator? Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, the, give me an example of how you've helped your company save money. Yeah. Okay. So and I so. <laughs> I left and that left my slot wide open for somebody else, right? So these are interview prep questions that I just wanted to throw out there, kind of put a bug in your ear, just kind of for you to be able to recognize and play with in your mind. And also just to leave with this one tip that um, any opportunity thrown at you, don't be afraid to take and Mm -hmm. to play with and to see what it is. Because one opportunity normally opens the door for another opportunity right. mm-hmm. and the best time to look for a job is when you got one right That's true. you don't want so many opportunities to be brought to you but then you reject them because of price because of this because of that because you're you're being too picky and it's okay to be picky but it's okay to be picky when you've already got a job right right and so in the meantime you know if something is offered then entertain it and see where that mm-hmm. will take you because that will probably open up doors for other opportunities or that if you jump into it and see, ah, this isn't where I want to be, then you begin to search elsewhere. But you've already got something that you can stand yeah, on. Right. Some right. sort of foundation. So so bouncing Some off of, of so bouncing yeah. off of what you said just now, uh, a quote that I've heard before and I, I really think it's very valid to this situation and people who are transitioning out of the military into the civilian sector is awareness buys you time and time buys you options. Right. So the more you sit and you sit and you sit and you wait last minute, your options are going to be less and less. Right. So the more time that you spend preparing to separate, the more options you're going to have. You're not going to have to take that that one job that is offering, you know, X amount of money in this location. You can keep searching and searching and searching and you'll find that same salary closer to where you want it. Right. Because you have that option now. Because you've been searching for longer. You've been preparing longer and longer. So that's just one thing, uh, one little nugget I think people can hold on to. Awareness buys you time and time buys you options. Take as much time and the more time you have to prepare, the more options you give yourself. And overall, the the more successful you're going to be in transitioning, the more painless is going to be for you. That's right. That's right. And so I, I, I just shared those those questions with you guys. I, I don't know if... if um, if that's something that we could share in the show notes for yeah. this particular podcast, but I yeah. wouldn't mind sharing that. Why? Because we're, I mean, this whole podcast is where people can learn something from, from some of our, some of our advice or some of our past mistakes or our experience for that matter, you know? And so if we there's a lot of questions that in the show notes, that'd be awesome. Oh yeah. That's a good amount of questions. And it's yeah. something now think about it, you know, that these are questions that you can prepare for. Uh, I'd, I'd prepare for about 10 of these questions. Right. And then I'd prepare my own five questions. At least I like doing seven, but at least five questions to ask towards the end of the interview. Yeah, that's that's cool because a lot of some of these like I don't like I'd be honest like I have no idea what I would say like uh, I mean I guess an example would be what are the what were the characteristics the best and worst characteristics of your boss I'm like well, how <laughs> do I say the worst ones like like politely you know what I mean like yeah like say oh he was a good leader but you know but he never communicated much right so these are yeah. things that 
you know, that you could highlight. So you could answer the question. That's the beauty about preparing for questions like this is that you could tailor it to make yourself look and sound a little bit more intelligent and a little bit more okay. more forthcoming um, and positive. Right. Instead mm-hmm. of just letting something stump you, mm-hmm. you know, because these are these are these are things that they probably see in the workplace. It's a good point. That's yeah. true. That's so true. That's it's pretty crazy because I mean I've never I've never done a interview before either and you know, like the my my first job was at Papa John's and yeah <laughs> same same thing like do you like hey, pizza can you, can you make yeah, the like pizza we, yeah all right yeah, then yeah. you're what you're starting today here's your apron here's your pants your hat you're starting at Papa John's right now get in there. Yeah, yeah, that's man. pretty much what it was. So it's 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 pretty stupid, but uh, <laughs> no. It, and you know what? It's always good to do a mock interview with somebody. I remember doing a mock yeah. interview with a couple of guys where mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, if you have a job position that you're interested in, that you have an interview, maybe you've already got an interview for it, and you have the job description, print um, print it out and and give it to me. I've, I've I've done that before where I've sat with another brother in front of me and I'm looking at the job description and I'm acting as the interviewer mm-hmm. and we did a mock interview. It's a fake interview, but you're just prepping for it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's you, a good so idea. when you get to the, when you get to the actual day of it, you walk in there with a lot more comfortable, a lot more relaxed. You know, you could even slide in a joke just to kind of crack a smile and break the ice a little bit. I you know, you can be creative with it. And making so, jokes yeah, and interviews, man, are great. And, and that's the thing is like some of the only things I'm good at is making jokes. So uh, I'm like, hey, just hire me and, and you'll laugh. You know, I mean, yeah, there's a way there's like, a way nope. to say it. There's a way to say it or you kind of work it in yeah. because at the end of the day, you have to remember to kind of calm your nerves because these people, they're they're people just like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they and some of them may have even transitioned before and understand, you know what I mean? And so if you come in, you're like, hey, man, I'm 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 grateful to be here. This is my first interview. You know, I, I, you, sometimes you don't want to say that. You kind of got to feel the room out a little bit. But it'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, no sweat, man. This is don't worry about it. I'm just going to ask you a few questions. You know, we're going to we'll make it real easy for you. <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. and so that's what it was like, you know, but just try not to overthink it. Try not to sweat too much, you know. But um, in, in closing, because we're, we're we're coming up on 57 minutes here. Uh, I, I guess, moly. yeah, yeah, it kind of flew by quick, man. It's a good conversation. But what's some uh, what's some good resources that we can throw out there for people when it comes to uh, transitioning, resume writing, you know, things uh, of that nature? I actually got a few. I, I got a few, actually. I prepared for this one, oddly enough. Uh, <laughs> so hiring, so h- hiring our heroes is a good one. Um, it's a fellowship program. It's it's they have. It's kind of uh, it's not as robust as SkillBridge, but they provide like you can put in your resume and say what you want to apply for. They have a fellowship program for like uh, people who already have their bachelor's degrees and they'll reach out to you and see what you may qualify for. Um, Clearancejobs.com, obviously, if you have a clearance, um, it's very, very user friendly. You put on a put on your resume and from there, recruiters. Um, from clearance jobs that are recruiters for these contractors, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll contact you and be like, "Hey, I saw this," and they'll they'll pretty much give you an offer over your over the email, depending on what the job is. Um, I know a few people who who live like that. They just go from offer to offer, um, and those are the main three: the skill bridge, clearance jobs, hiring our heroes. 
Uh, Fleet and Family Services actually yes. has a few yes. um, links they can give out. It's like depending on the area you're in. Some like if you're in San Diego, they might have like a California hiring veterans link, or if you're in Virginia, they have a veterans friendly companies link, and they have a whole bunch. So I would say Fleet and Family is like the biggest source and military one source, but um, I would say any transitioning veteran that has a little bit of time, look into SkillBridge. There's got to there's something for everybody, and um, if you're willing to put in the work, I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, the only one that I've got, or two things that I've got, is any any hiring events that are open to the public in your local area. Get out there. You know, get out there and put on put on a regular suit. You know, uh, don't don't even get all dressed up if you don't want to. Just get out there and see what's out there. Get to talking to people. That's big. Get FaceTime one on one. That'll help you build build a lot of confidence. The other one is because there's many others, but the, I'm speaking on the ones that I've had experience with and had success with LinkedIn. And I say LinkedIn because there's other people who have the same job that you might have, mm-hmm. and you could look them up. You could literally type in the the search whatever your your job description is or what job you want to look for and then mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people will pop up for those diff, for those different jobs look at their profiles see how they have theirs laid out see what what kind of contacts they have see what what company they're working for right one company will always lead to another company or that may lead to a recruiter within that company mm-hmm. well tailor yours where you could pick and choose different things different skill sets that someone already has done the work and 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 translating the verbiage for your particular job they've already done the work you could take some of those things apply it to yours and be able to grow yours that way begin to grow yours that way so linkedin can serve many many different facets and, and capacities those are the two but definitely get out there and do some facetime that is so so big because you want to get yeah. comfortable in your own skin you want to mm-hmm. be comfortable talking to people absolutely and i noticed that a lot of companies um they they don't actually mind um i was talking to a, f- a friend and he said that sometimes companies don't actually mind if you're very forthcoming and and you apply online and you go in person and and, and like introduce yourself especially right. if Absolutely. the company's like yeah i mean i was trying to walk into some massive corporations de- retail store but like if it's if, if you know where the main office is and like hey i applied for this position is there any way you can you yeah. know just your face, you know like like, like uh, mr ernie said so yeah, yeah that's right man get out following there. up and being proactive absolutely yep that's but right. that 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 puts us at an hour i think we had a, a really really good conversation i think it's yeah. uh very valuable information that we put out there for transitioning veterans and not only veterans but uh just basic interview knowledge and just stuff that you would have to help you you have having your arsenal to help you when it comes to looking for um employment especially in this time of um you know world pandemic uh covid and this and that and we we didn't even touch on that it's like a whole nother conversation but yeah it, you know, is. it, yeah. it could be it gets a strange time that we're living in so uh information about finding jobs is always very valuable but a lot of takeaways from this stuff um but uh if, if you want to follow us if you guys like what you heard you can follow us we're on social media platforms we're on twitter and instagram you can find us at the ktb podcast and if you'd like to send us an email you can follow us. I'm sorry. You can send that email to ktbpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear you guys' feedback. We, Like I said, we enjoy doing this. Me and Ernie, we do this. Uh, we try to put out an episode once a week, and that's every Monday. 
And if we can't get uh, if we can't get an episode out, it'll be released as soon as possible. In situations like this, where this episode was supposed to be released last Monday, but we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but you can expect uh, a certain level of consistency uh, consistency from us. But we uh, we appreciate you, David, for joining us, man. As always, um, anybody got anything else? No, no sir. Hey, thank you, David. He's all the way in Romania. Oh, yeah, sure. Completely different time change. And thank you for sliding out, you know, and making, uh, putting the uh, time together, that little bracket to have us. And twice. We, we've, we've been talking. Yeah, twice already. So, <laughs> no, no. Appreciate it's, our a, brother. it's a privilege. Our brother, I love it, man. Our brother is coming back home soon. So, the next podcast that we'd have him on, it'd be live in person. In so person, that'd be man. Great, that'd be great. Know? Yeah. Yeah, that'd man. Be fun. Can't wait to see you, brother. Thank but, you. Um, yes, sir. All right. Well, that's all we got. And I appreciate you guys listening. And KTB out. Later. If you like what you just heard and you want to support the podcast, consider becoming a patron. Head on over to patreon.com backslash the KTB podcast and become a patron today. All of your support will go to improving the viewing and listening experience. Thank you for your support. It is much appreciated.